Welcome back to BoJack Horse Pod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today, we will be talking about Season 4, Episode 3 of BoJack Horseman. Hooray! Todd episode. I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? Great. Just got back from rescuing a pregnant lion from drowning, so everything's great. <laughs> Did you have time to have a spirited but respectful debate about circumcision? <laughs> always. I always have time for that. <laughs> you, ha- you always have to make time for a spirited but respectful debate about circumcision. <laughs> it's really important to have conversations about the decisions that are right for you and your family. <laughs> Was the lioness Jewish or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> How did we get what? here? What is happening? <laughs> what have I done? What have you, I done? You jumped in to the, the episode. I was like, I was like, what's something clever I can say? And I just looked at my notes and it's like, he saved a lion from drowning. I was like, oh, perfect. <laughs> and there's nothing for me to sing this week. So I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I'm, of course, the most giving podcast host the world has ever known. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Oh my god, how are you this week? How's your life? We, I like how we've done the full download, so I feel like now you can be like, it's good! It's great, everything's great, I'm not slowly dying, I'm not overwhelmed, I'm totally fine, and managing my time very well. Now why did you choose to do a PhD again? You are asking all the right questions, and I don't have the right answers for you. Last week, I was like, whose idea was this? Like, what were we thinking doing this? This is nonsense. I take great comfort in knowing that there are some, like, really mediocre people out there who have PhDs, so, like, surely I can get one. Yeah. No, I mean, no. I know. I I worked in higher ed. I've met many people who have PhDs, and there is no consistent level of intelligence with people who have higher education. No, like, there are none. very smart people. There are very dumb people. Like, anyone can do anything, truly. Mm-hmm. Anyone can do anything. And you're very smart and you're good at time management. So, like, I know you're going to be fine, but I just don't know anyone who got a PhD who was happy while they were getting <laughs> the PhD. Like, I know people who are happy afterwards, mm-hmm. but I don't know one person who enjoyed the experience of getting it. Yeah, yeah. So far, we're uh, four weeks in and that tracks. We're only four weeks in. Oh, yeah. Feels like a lifetime, but four weeks. Time moves so weirdly these days. Oh, yeah. Like, it's really just so bizarre mm-hmm. the way time is is working i feel very old all <laughs> all the time and like I, i've been having trouble with like my sciatic nerve i saw you moving and i said to be like oh these sciatica acting up and then literally that's what you said <laughs> like i don't know what i did but just it's it's been paining me a little bit like and of course it started hurting me like a week after i got a massage so like <laughs> When will I go back for another massage? Not for some time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you believe in massage therapy or do you think it's fake? Oh, I love a massage. I don't know that I've ever gotten like meaningful results from one where I've been like, ah, yes, all of my problems are healed. But I've definitely had like, you know, I feel better that day. See, I always feel worse that day and then feel better after. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably a good point. I remember one time I went for a massage and they were like, remember, it's absolutely critical that you now go home and take a bath with this like small bag of Epsom salts. And I was like, okay, well, I don't have a tub. So like, I'm not sure what you want from me. (laughs) No, but it's absolutely critical. He was like, oh, well, just drink a lot of water, I guess. And I was like. (laughs) Well, yeah, you're always supposed to drink a lot of water after you have a massage. Because like, is it true that they release toxins from your muscles? I mean. Is that true? They're probably real. Like, it sounds really fake, but that's what everyone says about massage. I think it releases lots of lactic acid and stuff. 
is that toxic? I don't think it's toxic. I don't know. Because, like, anything where people are like, let's detox your body. Yeah. I'm like, ma'am, I have kidneys and a liver. Exactly. Like, they're doing that. They're doing that work for me. Like, if my blood was toxic, I'd be dead, you know? Stop undervaluing <laughs> my liver's contributions. Like, my mom would always be like, onions are like detoxify your blood and I'm like do they I feel like onions are good for you but like if again if my blood was toxic I would be dead right Mm, who needs dialysis just go get an onion it may help it may it may help oh my god yeah we can just drink potato juice (laughs) I don't think I could like I love potatoes but I really don't think I could drink potato juice yeah no I love potatoes a lot too and I know you don't like a mashed potato but what do you like? What do you like? French fries. How do you like your potatoes? Um, I, I, I normally eat a roasted potato. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll eat a baked potato. Yep. Good. Those would be the main forms. Sometimes I eat them in tot form. Mm, yes. Oh, my God. I went to this restaurant <laughs> last weekend, Kirsten, that had the most ridiculous tater tots with their breakfast sandwiches, and they were okay. so good. And I, Wait, why were they ridiculous? They were just like humongous and so crispy and so good, and I think you would really appreciate them. Okay, we'll put that on the list of things to do when I'm in Vancouver <laughs> is we'll go eat those tots together. Yes, sounds good. I went, last time I was in New York, I went to uh, an improv show given by a friend of the podcast, Sam Stanish's friends. Mm-hmm. They did it. It was so funny. His friends are so funny. You can tell by how funny he is. And then after that, we ended up at this bar that was like, like a hula girl thing like like it was tacky like it was like it was it was a trailer trash themed bar okay and it was a it was great it was so much fun and i got tater tots at that bar and i think that's the last time i had tater tots in like a restaurant Whoa. and that was in 2019 yeah that's no good what about in your home what the heck? you buy a tot Oh, I'll buy a bag of McCain's Tasty Taters, okay? (laughs) And I will put those in the oven, Mm -hmm, and I will eat them on a... One, a very common meal for me is some tater tots and a bunch of steamed broccoli. Like, more steamed broccoli than, like, one person should eat. (laughs) Sometimes the whole meal is just steamed broccoli. Mm -hmm. I love a roasted broccoli. See, I've never actually had roasted broccoli because I mostly just buy frozen broccoli mm, and then I eat yes. the whole bag is like a portion for me Fair. like I like not like the giant bags but like you know yeah, yeah. like the little bag of broccoli I just dump that into my steaming pot I cook it I eat it with a little lemon juice a little salt it's delicious I respect it but if I was smart enough to buy like fresh broccoli I think I would I think I could I could mess with some roasted broccoli so what do you put on your roasted broccoli usually paprika usually just do Salt and pepper and olive oil is uh, the best move, but sometimes I will do some smoked paprika. Yeah, I was gonna you you gotta add paprika to anything you're roasting. That's my like yeah. heavily like like it's a strong belief for me. Mm-hmm. My sister always adds garlic to everything or garlic powder, but I feel like so, like garlic is good and I like garlic. I'm not here to criticize garlic, <laughs> but I feel like sometimes she adds too much. Mm, I put garlic in everything too, but as far as roasting things goes, like. Sometimes I'll roast cauliflower and put paprika on it. It's all, it's all good. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I like, I, I roast some veggies. I like roasting uh, asparagus. Mm, yes. Why are we just talking about roasted food? <laughs> like, how did we get here? Like, hello, everyone. We are roasting vegetables. <laughs> anyway, so welcome to uh, <laughs> Bojack Roast Pod, the podcast where we talk about kind of Bojack, but mostly roasted vegetables. <laughs> 
Write in, tell us your preferred roasted vegetable and whether you put paprika on it. And if you don't put paprika on it, put paprika on it and give it a try. Yep. yep. It's really good. Pro tip. Pro tip. You gotta put on the paprika. Anyway. Oh my god. So your PhD is going great. We're gonna go eat tater tots. We love roasted vegetables. I guess we could probably consider maybe talking about this Todd episode of Bojack. Hooray, Todd episode. <laughs> what did you think of this episode? I remembered almost nothing about this episode. Um, I think the Courtney Portnoy stuff that was the biggest like oh yeah like I had zero recollection of this character even existing I think there was a big moment of like obviously we've seen Hollyhock she was on the phone and she like shows up briefly for a second there's like mention made of her but I still was not prepared for this level of clarity this early in season four yeah I truly have no recollection of anything (laughs) about this episode it was like fine to watch I it doesn't stack up I think to the first two episodes of the season like I I do think this one's a little bit worse I think it's just hard because it's like Todd normally is always like intertwined with Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter so it would be hard to do like an all Todd episode without them yeah but I think that if it had followed like the last two episodes and just been about Todd and what Todd was doing like the whole time Bojack was gone, I think it might have been stronger. Yeah, no, I think you're right about that. I think this was nice that it sort of showcases what Todd brings, like how much he actually mm-hmm. contributes to his friends' lives. So that was nice. But And this was certainly very fun, but I agree with you. It's not as good as the previous two, and especially not the last one. I mean, there was no ski race, you know? <laughs> yeah, but I also didn't leave this episode feeling as depressed and horrible as I did after episode two, so... Yes, this episode was much more of an upper. Yes. So that was good. Okay, so the episode starts and we see an orchestra. Mm-hmm. And they're playing. And they're like, oh my God, is he going to make it? His part's in 16 bars. Like, what's going on? And you're like, oh, who's this missing person? What's their instrument? Because I did not notice the triangle <laughs> on, the, on the, there at all. I did, I did not notice it. But Todd arrives just in time to hit his one little ding. <laughs> At the end. Yeah, like, but his solo, and then he shows up at the very end. Ding. Yes. That's a, does that count as a solo? <laughs> I mean, he's playing alone, so I guess maybe by the absolute <laughs> definition. I think that a solo has to ca- go on for a certain amount of beat. <laughs> More than one note. Why can't I spell orchestra? I believe in you. I got there. And check a second. Okay, in music, a solo is a piece or section of music played or sung featuring a single performer. But it's got to, I think there has to be a minimum amount of time. That No, it doesn't count. I don't count that as a solo. I'm, I'm putting my foot down. Strong stance from Policy Wonk Kirsten McInnes. Pol- Policy Wonk <laughs> Kirsten McInnes, that's me. I know that Chappelle was in band. Mm-hmm. So if he can chime in and and let me know, chime in, <laughs> chime. <laughs> if he can, if he can give us his opinion on that, I'd love to know mm-hmm. uh, if he thinks hitting the triangle one singular time <laughs> that anybody could do, any idiot off the street could do. <laughs> if, if that counts as a solo, I'd love to know. Yes, please. Um, I think Chappelle is just about finished season six of BoJack. Ooh. Actually, he, I know he's been quite depressed. Yeah, someone should check on Chappelle. Yeah, I know. He tweeted the other day that he spent all morning watching BoJack and he's not okay. So <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, never a good thing. You never want to start with that. It's never like, oh, I just watched a lot of BoJack and I feel great. Well, I, honestly, if someone was like, oh, I just watched a lot of BoJack and I feel great, I would be like, 
much more concerning than like excuse me terrible. like what's wrong with you are you a sociopath yeah. what's going on here That's a great point so just good to know that Chappelle does have emotions mm-hmm. as much as he tries to hide it. <laughs> okay, so after this performance, everyone is at the bar just, like, gossiping about Todd. Like, they think that he's, like, God's gift to this orchestra. Yeah, I like how we get sort of, like, what it must sound like to be talking about Todd without any of, like, the extra information, but just on a surface level to be like, I heard he was a tech millionaire. Well, I heard he was in a prison gang. It's like, yeah, those are, those are both true. <laughs> they, It's true, he was. Mm-hmm. I like when, so we have the lion musician is like, his name is Todd Chavez and he is the most giving man this world has ever known. Mm-hmm. And he just like goes on and on about Todd. And, and it's funny because all of the rumors about Todd are things that we have seen on the show and we know to be true. And then what the lion is saying, we have not seen. Yeah. Do we think this is true? <laughs> I mean, it some of it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, allegedly, he saved the Lyme musician's daughter, delivered her baby, circumcised it, and they had a spirited but respectful debate about circumcision because it's kind of like fallen out of vogue. Like, since we are of Jewish heritage, the boy might like the option to become religious if he so chooses. Sounds like you really helped your daughter make a decision that was right for her family. Well, and I know that, like, some men get circumcised as, like, an adult, and I'm pretty sure it hurts, like, a lot, a lot. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt for the bebe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a lot of insight on this. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have the, the equipment, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Todd had a spirited debate about it. But it's all respectful. Todd has... Yeah, Todd... I, I, yeah, I'll leave that discussion up to people who have penises. Um. <laughs> I did appreciate, and I assume this part is true, that Todd joined the orchestra after their previous triangle player got her foot stuck in the triangle and died of starvation. How? Like, but how? Yeah. Where was she? And, and how were they so incapacitated that they couldn't get food? <laughs> like, I feel like... The- it's not like she, it's a bear trap. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's what you picture. My co-host on Kowski Cast, Mary, one of her friends, cousins, question mark, someone she knows, actually got their foot caught in mm, a bear trap. I thought you were going to say recently. Mary got her foot caught in a bear trap. I was like, oh my God. No, Mary just signed up to run another ultra marathon in the winter. Yeah, yeah. That's what a psycho. Deranged. Like, she's not okay. <laughs> like, she already did it once. Like, it's a, like 50K. Yeah, no. No healthy person does these things. Well, I actually think of the most healthy people <laughs> In fact, do the these healthiest things. people. Yeah. The healthiest among us. But like not mentally healthy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like physically the healthiest. <laughs> but I got to tell you, I'll go for a run occasionally. I'll I'll do a run walk for about 30 minutes of my life, maybe once a month ish. Mm-hmm. But you if you tell me that I need to eat something called goo <laughs> in order to go for a long distance run. I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm not, I, I guarantee that texture is atrocious. <laughs> the flavors sound unappealing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever had a goo? No, I can't say I have. But as someone who is like, I feel like your number one complaint about most foods is whether or not they are gloopy. So I think something called goo would not speak to you. It's an energy gel. Yeah, I'm not interested. And Kay, look, I'd rather be dead. Yeah, it sounds terrible. I certainly would rather be dead than do an ultra marathon. Oh, I couldn't even try, begin to try to do an ultra marathon. No. Like, I would like the outcome would be the same. I would be dead at the end of it anyway. I like I wouldn't I wouldn't make it to the halfway point <laughs> of a, a half marathon, mm-hmm. let alone uh, an ultra marathon. Yeah, no, thank Could you. Could never be me. But yeah, if you tell me I have to eat something called goo, I'm out. <laughs> no man should be asked to give that much. 
<laughs> yes, and that's what the line musician says, that, like, sometimes he wishes that Todd would miss his triangle moment because, it like, no man should be asked to give so much. Yeah. The line musician is voiced by Keith David. Do we know him? Doubt it. He he <laughs> looks familiar by the face. The face. He's in Armageddon. Mm-hmm. So if people know General Kimsey from Armageddon. I've seen Armageddon, but I don't remember it. Me either. He's in The Thing from 1982. He does a voice in The Princess and the Frog. So that's probably what I would know him from is his voice from The Princess and the Frog because I watched that movie so many times. <laughs> I like bought it on iTunes and watched it many times. He's in Community. Oh, he's in Law and Order. Good. I had to check and see Community as Elroy slash narrator. Yeah, he's in 13 episodes of Community. Um, oh, the narrator in Pillows and Blankets. That would probably be the best known one. I do love the Law and Order to Bojack Horseman pipeline. <laughs> yes, me too. I think I would mostly know his voice from the Princess, the the frog, the Princess Frog. Yeah, mine's definitely from Community. People probably really know him from Rick and Morty, but I just I tried watching Rick and Morty. I watched the first couple episodes and I just like didn't think it was funny. Yeah. And I was like, this is not for me. This one, the, this is for boys only. <laughs> it was one that like I feel like I didn't love enough to be like oh my gosh i'm so excited rick and morty is back i feel like i have to love it in order to invest the time yeah your time is very valuable you're in a phd that's why we spent (laughs) 15 minutes talking about roasted vegetables (laughs) what is this life (laughs) (laughs) so after all this gossip todd like stumbles out of the bathroom he's got a stain on his shirt and his hands are really greasy and basically he was eating a taco and he got salsa on his shirt so he went to go like clean up but when he put his hands in the hand dryer he did forgot he was still holding the taco so his hands got really greasy so he was trapped in the a- bathroom for over an hour because of his greasy taco hands <laughs> just like a truly incredible stinger on this of like oh my god he's among the greatest men who've mm-hmm. ever lived it's like i was trapped in the bathroom for an hour because i had too much salsa on my hands <laughs> And then he's like, what are you guys talking about? And it goes to credits. And like, I found this very funny because Todd comes out looking like he's been on like a week long bender with Bojack. Like he is like greasy, stained, rumpled. Like he's not well. Not well. That's okay. (laughs) After the credits, we get him. He wakes up. He's on. He's sleeping on Mr. Peanut Butter's couch now. Mm -hmm. Surely they have a guest room. Don't they say when Sarah Lynn and Bojack are there that they can sleep this off in their guest room? (laughs) Why does Todd have to sleep on the couch? This is a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I guess they must be. Maybe he prefers to sleep on the couch. Because I guess, too, in the episode where Emily sends him the drone throne at the beginning of this season, he is on the couch also, I think, when, when the doorbell rings. But you would think that he would want a room that's his. Like, I feel like Mr. Peanut Butter and Diane would give him a couch to sleep on if that's his preferred, like, sleeping vessel. You would think so. Like, I would think that they would offer, at least. Yeah. It's just, maybe it's full of campaign stuff. Mm, True. I like the term sleeping vessel. (laughs) I don't know. Words are hard. (laughs) Good. It's good. Let me live, okay? (laughs) I don't have any reason to be so brain dead, but I am. My brain is bad. I'm just consuming Grey's Anatomy, and that's about it. You're perfect just the way you are. I'm almost on season five. Good lord. (laughs) That's the update. Oh, no. Oh, God. I I think I'm dragging about a season and a half a week currently, which is... It's a lot. Too much. That's a lot. It's too much. I need to slow down. Yeah. It's going to be over faster than you could possibly know, <laughs> especially if my sciatica keeps acting up, because then I like can't walk around. 
Oh, not your sciatica. <laughs> Is sciatica a real thing? Yeah. Really? Usually in people older than you. <laughs> well, you know what? My body's bad and it hurts. (laughs) So we're in like Campaign Central and we find out that Mr. Peanut Butter will be soon giving a statement on fracking. But he does not know what he will say. Katrina does not know what he will say. I like how Mr. Peanut Butter says, color me the people. Because I also (laughs) want to know my opinion. Yeah. Katrina is very much like, you don't have a stance yet. We're going to wait for the polling data. And whatever the polling data says, that's your stance. And Diane's like, oh, awesome. Like, don't worry about what I think. But also, I'm going to be super upset if you come out in support of fracking. Bye. Yeah, because fracking is really bad. Yeah, this was a big thing in my hometown was like there was talk of fracking that was going to happen. And everyone got super pissed. Unfortunately, I think it did not happen. Yes. So for anyone who doesn't know, fracking is where they drill into the earth Mm -hmm. and then have to like put in high pressure, like either gas or water, I think water. It's usually water, yeah. In order, like at the rocks to release like I think the natural gas Mm -hmm. that's inside the rocks. Yeah. And you can see like footage of places where this is happening where you can just like hold a lighter up to the like tap and the water just like catches on fire essentially. Yeah, it's like really bad because like any water used for fracking, like you can't really clean it to use it properly for anything else again. I don't know if it's exactly fracking, but a very similar process is used to get the oil in Alberta because like they have really bad oil. Yeah. Viscous. They have to like inject steam. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also really bad for like the stability of the ground as well because it like... Yeah, I think it causes lots of earthquakes. Yeah, or like sinkholes. It's not good. Yeah. Anyways, it's a it's a very bad thing. <laughs> we have a stance. Our stance is that fracking is, is bad. And if you're pro-fracking, I think you should probably reevaluate. My other stance on the word fracking is that it's a funny word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very funny word. <laughs> it's a great word. But okay, so during this speech... Mr. Peanut Butter needs to appear emphatic. Mm-hmm. Sincere and emphatic at the same time. But how is he supposed to do that without his sunglasses? Yeah, he always appears emphatic by taking off his sunglasses. Yeah. But I loved this line from Mr. Peanut Butter where he's like, are you a fan of charming but inessential Will Smith movies? Because slight hitch. Very good. Just a slight hitch. Yeah. Have you seen Hitch? I sure have. It was charming but inessential. I've seen, I have also seen Hitch and yeah, it's, it's fine. I had a friend in high school who saw Hitch and was like deeply concerned because in that movie, they were very much like the first kiss you have with a new partner is like extremely important for the future of the relationship. And he was like, oh no, my first kiss with my partner was so bad and was convinced that that spelled the doom of the relationship. Well, and are they still together or no? They aren't. So they were onto something. It was the kiss. It was the kiss. Yeah. Among a lot of other problems, I think. I mean, I feel like first kisses are inherently awkward with a new person. I think like, so. even if it's like the best kiss in the world, it's still weird because yeah. it's like a new person. Mm-hmm. But that might just be because I'm an awkward human. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. I think there's something inherently a little bit weird about it. <laughs> it's just because it's kissing. It's so gross. <laughs> Ew. Especially in a post-COVID Why? world. They eat there. Why are they touching their mouths to each other? Ew. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, There is, uh, I don't know if you caught this, but uh, speaking of the eat there, Todd makes this omelet for Mr. Peanut Butter, and he puts a bib around his neck that says PB Bibbin. 
I did I did notice that I just didn't write it down and he makes like the omelet in the shape of Mr. Peanut Butter uh, and Mr. Peanut Butter's like oh this is what I would look like to someone starving on a deserted island it was a very good line and it's and Katrina's like getting so mad at Todd for distracting Mr. Peanut Butter by giving him oh his heartworm medication <laughs> in a piece of cheese don't distract uh, him with your weird pocket cheeses and it's like ma'am like it's his heartworm medication yeah. And, like, Todd is doing everything for Mr. Peanut Butter, but Katrina's still like, oh, you don't do anything. You can go take the campaign bus to go get the glasses from Princess Carolyn's office. Yeah, and she asks Todd if he can handle it. He's like, I never know if I can handle anything. And that's what makes my life so exciting, which, like, it's a good point. Same. Yeah. Same, Todd. (laughs) Big same. And so he goes, so, and when he's leaving, um, they're getting a delivery, but Todd doesn't want to sign Mr. Peanut Butter's name, so he doesn't sign for it. Mm -hmm. So he goes to get on the campaign bus, and we see... A horse in the bushes. That's right. Yeah. She's uh, got a trench coat on. Probably had a trench coat montage at some point. Why do they keep robbing <laughs> us of trench coat montages? It's rude. Very good question. It's rude and hurtful. Yeah. When Todd gets to Princess Carolyn's office, there's a lot of talk about, and we've heard of Courtney Portnoy before on the show, mm-hmm. but we never have seen her until this episode. And they do like a bunch of rhymes with her name that... I'm, I didn't write any of them down, but if you have some, please feel free. My notes literally say, this Courtney Portnoy wordplay is great, and I simply don't have time to write it down. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's what I thought. It's great, though. Like, they go on for so long, and, like, poor Amy they, Sedaris has to do all these, like, weird tongue twisters about, like, Courtney Portnoy's whatever. I yeah, can't even think of any examples. That would, be, that would be really hard to do, like, when you're also, like, trying to be a character yeah, as well. Let's see. Are acting. any of them on IMDb? I'm just going to Google Courtney Portnoy. Okay, so here's some about Courtney Portnoy. Courtney Portnoy portrayed the formerly portly consort in the Seaport Resort. Uh-huh. Courtly roles like the formerly portly consort or the Courtney Portnoy's <laughs> forte. That's sort of been thwarted, unfortunately, because Courtney's purportedly falling short of shoring up fourth quadrant support. That was good. And then the Portnoy fo- finds joy in hoi polloi boy toy. That was hard. <laughs> Hoi polloi is hard because it, like, I feel like it's spelled like and you wouldn't expect it to be pronounced. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is a whole thing of Princess Carolyn's. Oh, here's another one. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not, but it's just a Courtney Portnoy pun, so I don't think it matters. But Courtney, more importantly, audiences are going to adore your tour de force performance as the forceful denim-clad court reporter and the court reporter sported jorts, the jet-setting jort sporting court reporter story. Oh my god, brutal. Yeah, that's, that's hard. That's fine. <laughs> That one was a toughie. Yeah, those are all bad. But uh, Todd is going to be the the boy toy. Yes, because she needs to be seen dating someone relatable, boring, and regular, like Todd. And Todd doesn't have anything going on, so you can go meet her for lunch. Yeah, and he sort of like vaguely refers to this meeting that he wanted to go to later today. But she's like, oh, don't worry. Like, you're just going to go for lunch. You'll have tons of time to go to your thing. Yeah, because he's doing nothing. So that's... Not very nice, but he gets back to Mr. Peanut Butter's house and Katrina calls Mr. Peanut Butter middle-aged yeller. <laughs> yeah. But basically, they didn't get the market research or whatever on fracking mm-hmm. because Todd wouldn't sign for it. So Katrina makes it very clear that he should always feel free to read Mr. Peanut Butter's name on anything. It's totally fine. Yep. Uh, and now he has to go make an impassioned speech on fracking without actually having a stance on fracking. Yeah, so he's on the side of facts and feelings. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's incredible because, like, you know, obviously, that 
as soon as she says like you should sign his name on anything that comes up you're like oh well obviously like this is going to come back and it comes back immediately yeah instantly um a woman is like hey can you sign this letter to the state government for mr peanut butter and he's like okay i was told to sign anything that has it so he signs it and it's like well this will be bad yes and then todd gets chloroformed yeah, he gets chloroformed by this horse. Yeah. Hollyhock. I love that he's like, down goes Todd. And the first thing when he wakes back up is like, and up comes Todd. <laughs> Classic. I mean, what would you, like, what's the normal response to being chloroformed? I don't know. I've never been chloroformed yeah. and I hope never to be chloroformed. Yeah, total horror. <laughs> like, uh, oh no, I'm about to die. Yeah. <laughs> Something terrible has happened. But yes, yeah, so Hollyhock is here. She was adopted by eight gay men in a polyamorous relationship. She has eight dads. Mm-hmm. But people used to always tell her that she looks like Bojack. And she's always wondered if Bojack's her real dad. Yeah, they're like, ever since I was a baby, they said I look like Bojack. And Todd's like, that's a terrible thing to say to a baby. <laughs> <laughs> terrible thing to say to a baby. <laughs> but Todd can't help her because Bojack has been gone for a year and no one knows where he is. Yeah. Yeah, no idea. And like, I know I'm just like reciting lines at this point, but it's like, it is possible. Bojack used to say his penis was like sun-dried tomatoes. Back in the 90s, it was in everything. <laughs> but yeah, he's going to take Hollyhock over there so they can just like snoop around a little bit. Yeah, maybe they can find a hair yeah. that they can use for DNA testing. So she chloroforms Todd again because it's just really fun to chloroform people. <laughs> yeah, once you have it, you can't not use it. This is where we also find out Hollyhock has a spy shit duffel bag like Bojack's. And Todd mentions like, oh, Bojack has the same one, but he mostly just used the chloroform on himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's very good. But so they are looking through Bojack's house and they find that Bojack is back. He's passed out on the couch. Yeah, Hollyhock's like, oh, I think I see a hair. And we just see that the entire Bojack is there. Yes, I guess we could also talk about... Hollyhock, yeah, voiced by um, Aparna Nanchurla. I don't know how to say anyone's name. Yeah, I, think, I know her face. I know her voice. She was in a simple favor. Yeah, I looked her up the other day after I watched this, and like, yeah, there was really nothing. She's in a TV series called Your Main Thing that I've never heard of. Hmm. I think she's more of like a comedian, right? Looks that way. Like she's not really like a lead in anything. Like, I, I think she's more of a comedian than, like, an actress. Looks like she's done quite a bit of voice work. Yeah. She has a very distinctive voice. That Hollyhock voice. Is... She does great work with Hollyhock. Looks like she's been, like, pretty consistently working. So, I... Mm-hmm. And also, she's been in Bob's Burgers a few times. I feel like this is... I feel like Sam and Maddie are going to be mad at us about this one. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they can start sending stuff in ahead of time. <laughs> it would really make our lives easier. They never will. It's fine. But yeah, it looks like she's more of like a stand-up comedian. So I think that that's fair that we... Because I don't think you or I are like big stand-up heads. Yeah, no. But so Hollyhock doesn't want Todd to tell Bojack why they're there. So Todd says the Hollyhock is Bojack's dot, dot, dot maid here to clean the house in case Bojack came back. Yeah, and Hollyhock's like, oh, I'm like... Hollyhock, Mannheim, Mannheim, Guerrero, whatever, whatever. That's her whole name. And then Bojack goes like, oh, of the New Haven, Mannheim, Mannheim, Guerrero, blah, blah, blah. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like, that's a joke. Obviously, I've never heard of your family slash law firm. Like, hey, that was also a joke. Todd, who's this tough like critic that you brought into the house? So good. Yeah. 
Oh, but Botox um, like very moved that Todd got him a maid. Yes, and she's doing a great job cleaning um, by wiping a bottle. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> the only cleaning we see her do. And it's like, you would th- throw that in the recycling, Hollyhock. What are you doing? Like, I guess when you have eight dads, they do everything for you. Yeah. <laughs> Can really share the labor in that house. Yeah, what a dream. But then Bojack, like, leaves the room. Yeah, he tries to have, like, a moment with Todd where he's like, oh, Todd, that was really nice of you to, like, get me a maid, and that's awesome. And then Todd has this moment that I really, really like from him where he's like, actually, sorry, Bojack, just, like, just stop right there. Like, we haven't talked in a year, and that's actually working really well for me, so let's keep doing that. Ugh, what a brutal, absolutely brutal thing. So brutal, and I love it. So good. That hurt. If someone ever said that to me, like, oh, we've been not talking, and it's actually really working for me, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> like okay <laughs> I, i'm dead now i guess yeah, yeah but he tries to go to the one hour dna lab but he only has one hair and nothing to match it to so he just has bojack's hair <laughs> yeah, like, um can you tell me if this is a match like a match with who like i don't know uh hollyhock zoolander hallelujah something mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> and i like the guys like just bring it back in an hour i'm going for lunch nothing like a day of working with bloody urine and semen to work up an appetite <laughs> Yeah, and this reminds Todd that he's supposed to be at lunch as well. Well, duh. Who's the... We don't know who's running the DNA lab. Yeah. <laughs> Paul F. Huh. Tompkins. Well, <laughs> guess it's Paul F. Tompkins. So uh, Todd meets Courtney Portnoy at Sandro's, mm-hmm. and it's a very bizarre interaction. It's so weird. She's like, oh, this like restaurant is too fancy for the common man or something. And Todd's like, well, we could go somewhere else. And she's like, oh, my God, a chain restaurant? Like, I simply can't. And then she like runs off. Like, I could never be your dirty peasant girl. She's like, I must abscond. Yes, she's very good. And gets in like the longest limo of all time. Uh-huh. Yeah, but so no pictures were taken of Todd and Courtney. Yeah, just pictures of her by herself. Yeah. It's so weird that she says I can never be your dirty peasant girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very weird from Courtney. So Todd goes back to Bojack's house to get hair from Hollyhock. She has not been cleaning anything. She's been snooping. Bojack has a box of bad reviews of other people's TV shows. She's eaten some donuts. She's taken a nap. At this point, Todd's like, maybe we don't have to do a DNA test. (laughs) I love that. Like, yeah, I also like ate some donuts and took a nap. And he's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and so Bojack's like, wow, she's a horrible maid. She's done nothing. Like, it's dirtier than when... We started. Yep. So Todd then cleans the whole house. Well, Hollyhock does literally nothing. But if you ask her, she's cleaning out his DVR. <laughs> she's like so proud of herself for this too. She's like, I'm helping. She also eats a whole pizza. Yes. Yes. Respect. So it definitely has the the Bojack resemblance. <laughs> I could go for a pizza right now. Ugh, there's no good pizza here. Yeah. I just really want any pizza at this exact moment. I'm starving all of a sudden. See, that's what you think. You think you want any pizza, (laughs) so you settle, and you order the Domino's, Mm. and then it's disgusting. And you have bad pizza. Now you're sad, because you can't even eat it, and you've just wasted, like, why is pizza always, like, $40? Yeah, it's a great Why is pizza expensive? Yeah, it makes no sense. You you think of it as, like, a cheap option of, like, oh, let's just get a pizza. It's not. It's always more money than you think it's going to be. Always. Yeah. 
This is where when they're watching the TV, we find out on the news that a Mr. Peanut Butter slash Todd signing on his behalf signed a letter that was in support of fracking. So I guess Mr. Peanut Butter is pro-fracking now. Yes. <laughs> so Katrina calls Todd to yell at him. He's like, I don't want to be the manners police, but a hello would have been nice. Which like, yeah, yeah. a hello would be nice, Katrina. This moment was also uh, great with Tom Grumbo Jumbo, where he's like, oh, like this is an unambiguous thing for Mr. Peanut Butter. Then he's like reading from the teleprompter and he's like, he's like, oh, what happened? Did Randy pass out on the keyboard? It's like, oh my God, he did? Is he okay? Did someone call Cynthia? Like, no one called Cynthia, for Christ's sake. This isn't just a newsroom, it's a family. So dramatic. And then Todd's like, oh my God, I hope Randy's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like really into it. Yeah. But Mr. Peanut Butter then takes the phone and is like, listen, Katrina is filled with white hot frustration, but I'm not mad. I'm just worried what Diane's going to do and think. But don't worry, I have a plan and it involves you. Mm-hmm. Todd's like, you want me to keep Diane away from the internet? <laughs> a way better plan than what I had. What do you think Mr. Peanut Butter's plan was? Hmm. Go and somehow like blindfold Diane or, or something. Something more oh. dramatic. Like keep her like in a basement or something? Yeah, like kidnap Diane. <laughs> I mean, I think kidnapping her would actually be better to keep her away from this news. Yeah, I mean, this doesn't work super well. Yeah, but like any, they're like, I guess we're pro-fracking now. Yeah. <laughs> But then so Todd goes to Diane and he's like, okay, I'm going to just distract Diane. And then she's like, all right, Todd, I really have to get back to work. Like, even though you've been dancing for 55 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And Stefani comes over and is like, what are you doing? I love this so much. Like, I love your pores. Mm-hmm. So this is the spiritual, like, Kelsey. sister to, <laughs> oh, look at your face. You have such a great face. Yes, it's beautiful. Like, everybody loves Todd's face. He must have a good skincare routine. I don't think he does. <laughs> Just naturally blessed. That's just what happens. I feel like men are just like, oh, look at my perfect skin, no pores and long eyelashes. Mm. I wash my face with dish soap. (laughs) You're supposed to wash your face? Like, how do you have skin? (laughs) They're like, I don't let water anywhere near my face. Uh Yeah. And yet perfect skin. It's very frustrating. One thing that does tend to help men with their skin is that they shave and that's a good exfoliator for your face. So... Didn't know that. That's why I, too, shave my face. <laughs> For the exfoliating. Yeah. It looks very, very I... smooth. <laughs> Doing a great job. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I have the beauty filter on Zoom, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Stefani comes over and is like, I loved your sad little article about the refugees. Like, and it's just going on about how nobody clicks on Diane's stories and how Diana's so brave. It's so inspiring that she doesn't care if people read her work. It makes her want to be like a, a bad bitch. Yeah, it's brutal. It's like, it's super refreshing to see things that doesn't make you click, but it does make you think. And Diane's just like, oh man, like I want people to read it. She's like, surely some people click on my stories and Stephanie's like yeah sure (laughs) but they don't (laughs) so awkward but uh, Todd gives her the really good advice and maybe you should try to get your story like in a cheese pocket of gossip (laughs) yeah he like compares it to when he has to give Mr. Peanut Butter his medicine and he puts it inside cheese it's like so that he doesn't realize he's doing something that he hates so just like people learning about important things that's something that they hate but they can get it in the form of gossip I mean, it could work. Mm -hmm. It could work. But so he says that, oh, the other running thing is that Channing Tatum is Bojack's neighbor who like collected his mail this whole year. I love that. Uh, (laughs) 
And so Todd gives Diane the two hair samples of Bojack and Hollyhock and says, I heard that Channing Tatum has like an illegitimate child and they're a Cordovian refugee. So if you go test this DNA and it's a match, then you could have a story about Cordovian refugees, but also with the Channing Tatum gossip. But if it's a match, call me first because I love gossip. Yeah. Yeah, and then he like runs off to have a second attempt at getting a picture with what's her face, yes, Courtney, at the Shark Jacobs show. Yeah, I, this um, is good too. Where Princess Carolyn's like, "Oh my God!" Like you're supposed to get a picture, and Todd's like, "Oh, do you want me to like draw her from memory? Like what is she? Like eight feet tall?" Yeah, he has no yeah. idea. <laughs> I would love to see him draw anything from memory. So Todd goes to the Shark Jacobs show, but instead of going to sit next to Courtney Portnoy, instead he accidentally walks in the show. A very like, what a girl wants Mm -hmm. moment. Yeah, he's got this very, very good strut as he's walking down the runway. Well, and people are like throwing things at him. Like, it is not good. Like, Tim Gunn is like about to throw (laughs) a sewing machine at him. Yeah, he is not making it work. But then Todd says, isn't fast supposed to be for everyone and then shark jacobs voiced by mark jacobs oh and, really i didn't know um, that that's right and then tim gunn from like project runway and all that stuff mm-hmm. is like yeah like let's bring fashion back to its like utilitarian like origins like fashion is for everyone like let's give fashion back to the people that beheaded boy is right <laughs> not beheaded boy <laughs> But yes, I did think it was funny that they got actual Mark Jacobs that is good. to voice Shark Jacobs. Um, Shark Jacobs. I thought that was very good. Yeah. Um, what a get. Love Mark Jacobs perfumes. Oh. Can't say I know what a Mark Jacobs perfume um, smells like. Oh, they like have Daisy, which is like the most like popular like high school girl <laughs> perfume of like all time. Mm-hmm. But they have a ton. There's like a bumblebee one and a ladybug one and a bunch of different floors. Like I used to have like, I swear to God, eight Marc Jacobs perfumes. (laughs) And I just like didn't really reach for them anymore. So I got rid of them. Mm. But they're like more like girly, sweet floral scents mostly. But I like I'm poor. I can't afford Marc Jacobs clothes. Who can? Courtney Portnoy. I'm sorry. I'm not Courtney Portnoy. (laughs) Unfortunately, I'm not Courtney Portnoy. (laughs) Although you could play her. I feel like you guys have, like, you got the blonde hair, you got the pink. I, what am I, eight feet tall? <laughs> You're both extremely tall. <laughs> I mean, I like chain restaurants too much. Mm. I don't think I could convincingly, like, be afraid of, like, a Tony Roma. That's fair. Too bad. Too bad for us all. This is also where we find out that the DNA is a match. So it is confirmed that Hollyhock and Bojack are related. Yeah. (laughs) Todd's like, watch out for a refugee baby with abs to die for. Oh, my God. Uh, That's horrible. Yeah. yeah. This is also... So Todd goes to Bojack's house to find find Hollyhock and talk to her. But Bojack has sent Hollyhock over to Janning Tatum's house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At first, like, Todd thinks that Bojack has killed her because he's like, ah, she's, like, in heaven or something. Like, I'm sorry. I meant she's in... Should be in maid heaven because she is a cleaning angel. Really taking credit for Todd's work here. Todd said that she did it. He let her take credit. Yes. And so Bojack's like, oh, nobody knows I'm back except, insert extremely long list here. He's like, my weed guy, my beer guy, my coke guy. Like, he lists like 15 people. Mm -hmm. All of who are selling him illicit substances. (laughs) He also notes that he missed an opportunity for like a sale at Pottery Barn, which I'm pretty sure was Pottery Barn in our like first ever tangent on this show. I do believe we went to the Pottery Barn website in our first or second episode of this uh, podcast. Very early days. 
full circle. Mm-hmm. We've already explored it. We don't need to look <laughs> again. But yeah, Bojack's going through all his mail, but like he's going through like the coupons <laughs> and the flyers and like the just trash. The stuff you like, should it's just not... mass throw away. <laughs> like if Channing Tatum really cared about him, he would have been throwing away the junk mail and only keeping like the actual mail. That's a great point. But he kept just all of it. So he's not that good of a friend. Yeah, that's a great point. Also, Channing Tatum, you'd think when he came to pick up the mail, you'd think he would have like closed the door that has been open this whole time. I mean, maybe it wasn't open the whole time. Maybe it was only open like a few <laughs> that one <select> time. <laughs> occasions. Yeah, good point. I find it interesting. Todd could have just lived at Bojack's house for the whole year and just lived alone. Yeah, could have had that guest room. You could have had the master bedroom. I'm not sure you want it after Bojack's been in there. I mean, we've seen that Todd can really clean. Good, so Yeah, good point. But so Todd goes to Channing Tatum's house to talk to Hollyhock. She is like, again, not cleaning. She's reading a magazine. And she's like, and, and Todd lies to her and says that it wasn't a match. Yeah, and Hollyhock's a little bit like, oh, like, I don't know what I was expecting. Like, it's not as though finding, like, my biological dad would have filled some sort of, like, hole in my heart that wasn't already filled by eight other dads. Yeah, she has the unconditional love of eight dads. Yeah, you'd think that would be enough, but, no, she seems pretty disappointed. I mean, why would you, you wouldn't want Bojack to be your dad. Well, yeah, and she doesn't know him, so she doesn't understand that she doesn't want him, but here we are. Yeah. (laughs) So Diane comes to the door because it's a match and she like has journalistic integrity and can't just release the story she needs to tell Channing Tatum that she knows and she's not going to write about it but Hollyhock hears this and like jumps out a window yeah yeah and Todd's like pretending to be Channing Tatum and responding to Diane he's like yeah it's me Channing Tatum the guy from Green Lantern or whatever (laughs) (laughs) not Green Lantern yeah he basically just like tells Diane to follow her heart and like you're a good journalist and it's good that you don't want to be a gossip reporter and She's into it. She's like, you don't sound like Channing Tatum, but that is what I would want him to say to me. So she likes it. And as she runs away, she goes, love half your movies. <laughs> Vicious. Um, Channing Tatum, obviously. You know him from Step Up. Yeah. Step Up to the Streets. <laughs> uh, I think he's in the third one, too. He's in Magic Mike, yeah, Magic Mike go. XXL. He's in 20, the 21 Jump Street remake. <laughs> if I... Like, truly, I wish that there had actually been Channing Tatum on BoJack so I could be like, I know him from all these things. (laughs) Yeah, good point. He's in G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra. He's in Dear John, which I saw in theaters. One episode of CSI Miami, but no Law and Order. Damn. Hmm. I like how in Magic Mike, he is credited as Magic Mike as opposed to just Mike. He's magic. Have you seen Magic Mike Lindsay? No, of course not. I saw the for them both in theater. I am aware of Magic Mike, but like I have never seen it. They listen. Channing Tatum can dance, okay? And he's got a great body and I will objectify him at any opportunity. Yeah, that's what that movie was made for. It's totally fine. Yeah. But I also He's and She's the Man. You yeah. can't not mention that. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure if you'd already hit that. <laughs> she's the Man, the Amanda Bynes one. She's the Man is the Amanda Bynes one, and I think it's a 12th night? No. Yeah, it is 12th night, yeah. I love this movie. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so good. Love a soccer movie. Love a soccer movie. That's literally what like drew me to it when I was in my teens, being like, ooh, a soccer movie. I, too, enjoy soccer. Do you? Did you like Bend It Like Beckham? Loved that movie That's so much. That's a great much. movie. Oh, my God. It's yes. funny because I don't care about soccer at all, but I really like 
Bridget, like Beckham, oh my God. and she's the man. It's on Disney Plus, and I was like, man, gotta add this to the list. I haven't rewatched it, but like the number of times that I saw that movie, can't even begin to tell you. That's hilarious. <laughs> I didn't know you love soccer movies so much. Yeah, and I also was like obsessed with David Beckham at the time, so I was like, maybe he will appear in this movie. Bit of a disappointment that there's like a fake David Beckham at the end of the movie. But she sure bends it like him. Sure does. Okay, so back to BoJack. We don't have much of this episode left to discuss at all. Like, I feel like it's good that we're going on a bunch of tangents because there's really not that much to unpack in this episode. Yes, we would have burned through it quite quickly. So Todd gets in trouble because there's a lot of photos of him at the fashion show, but none with Courtney Portnoy. Yeah. So he has to go meet up with her one more time to try and get photos together. But this has backfired because he's a supermodel now and she is wearing an expensive version of his clothes. Yeah, she's like, uh, these are not the same as your clothes. Like this hat alone was $50,000. Can you imagine? I can't no, even imagine. No, absolutely not. Like I think even if I had unlimited money, no. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to spend $50,000 on like a single item of clothing. No, how could you like, possibly I just don't think justify I could do that it. to yourself? Like I like even again even if I had unlimited money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Still no. No. And so she says, like, oh, do you ever feel like everyone is looking at you but no one is seeing you? And Todd's like, yeah. And she's like, no. I was <laughs> describing a feeling that only like movie stars experience. Yeah, you couldn't possibly understand. And then like the paparazzi, they're just like super into it. They're like, Oh my god, I love how not down to earth you two are. And like this is gonna make huge headlines when you guys break up. And they're like, Well, we're not going to because we're engaged now. And Todd's like, what? And we also hear again, but we go back briefly to Todd's meeting where he's like, I've decided I'm not going to go. I'm just not ready. Yes. We don't know what the meeting is. But we know he's not ready for it. But he's not ready for it. So Todd goes back to Bojack's house to find Hollyhock, but she's not there. Mm -hmm. And but Bojack is. And he tells Bojack the truth that Hollyhock is his daughter and that it's like confirmed with a DNA test. Yeah. And Bojack just like can't comprehend what he's being told. It's like, she's your daughter. He's like, I'm sorry. What? Like, you're her father. Like, what? Yeah, like, he, he's not ready yeah. to, for that reality at all. Yeah, and he's, like, fairly self-aware here. Where he's like, I mean, I wouldn't want me as a father. Like, I was terrible. And he says he was terrible to Todd for hooking up with Emily, the one person that Todd ever loved. Yeah, and so this is where it gets very real yeah. because Todd is like, oh, I don't think I'm allowed to love anyone. And Bojack's like, what are you talking about? Of course you can. And this is where Todd comes out to Bojack as asexual. And Bojack is like mostly okay about it, but like does make a couple jokes, yeah. which is probably not like in the the top 25 things you should do when someone comes out <laughs> to you is joke about it. Yeah. Asexual what? Dynamo? I do, I like, it's entirely possible that that was a misunderstanding, yeah. <laughs> and he didn't know that asexuality was a thing, yeah. but he's, like, pretty, like, he's, like, mostly okay about, like, it, like, it's coming from Bojack, you would expect it to be way worse, so I guess the bar is in hell, and he managed to, like, step <laughs> over it. Yeah, he says, like, he's happy for him, it's, like, mostly pretty good. Yeah, but basically, Bojack kind of uses this of Todd coming out to him as, like, oh, well, Todd, like, likes me, so I can be, like, oh, well, let's be friends, and you can forgive me for Emily, which is not great. Yeah, and Todd's like, honestly, like, it wasn't just about Emily. Like, there were a lot of things going on here, and I'm not really ready to be friends with you, but I am prepared to be more than not friends with you. And this is where Bojack says, well, more than not friends is probably as good as it gets. Todd's like, "Uh, yeah, I'm not really in a place where I want to joke about it, but I am at a place where I can talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, and Bojack, like, offers him the couch again, and Todd just leaves, and he's like, it was good to see you. Bye. Good boundaries. Yeah. So we see... 
The last thing we see is a hollyhock coming back to Bojack's house, so they're going to have a conversation. <laughs> and we find out that Todd's meeting was a meeting for asexual people. Yeah. And they're at a bar, and people are playing Connect Four and hanging out. And he doesn't make it in time to hit the triangle at the orchestra. Yeah, the lion's like, good for him. You know what? I love that it comes good back to the him. orchestra. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, is like the orchestra is so like outside of everything. Uh-huh. And so to have it kind of sandwich the episode, I thought was a really good comedic oh, yeah. decision. Because you're like, what the hell is this orchestra? And like, you completely forget about it by the end of it. And you're like, oh, yeah, this was a Oh, a thing. I can never forget about the lion musician. So, like, yeah, come on. True. Good point. So we have feedback, I think. I just haven't pulled it up yet. Yes, feedback. All right, first one. These are in no particular order because I'm not organized this week. So Simon says, (laughs) Simon says. uh, Simon says. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you mentioned it in the podcast episode, but the person who accepts the award for Sarah Lynn's best song was a bear. And in a previous episode with Herb's funeral, she mentioned that her creepy stepdad is a bear. I think this is the first time that we've seen her stepdad. Thought it was worth noting as it makes this scene creepy on the rewatch. Surf's down. Ooh, I didn't even consider that. (laughs) Same. Caroline writes in and says, what's up, bitches? I've been catching up on the pod, and when I got to the episode, I needed to know if Get That Fetus, Kill That Fetus was on Spotify, and boy, is it. Love you guys and the show. Big supporter of the Mutual Admiration Society. Suck a dick, dumb shits. Also, I respect you very much. I just couldn't pass up the opportunity to use a good catchphrase. You understand. (laughs) We understand. We understand, yes. We understand. Got some tweets, too. Okay. Not like a lot. No no one asked any questions, but Sam Stanish said that the Paul Blart mall cop story has changed him. <laughs> uh-huh. I hadn't thought about that in so long. Like, literally, I hadn't thought about it in so long, but okay. Shawnee <laughs> says, I never know if I can handle anything. That's what makes my life so exciting is a fun way to describe anxiety. <laughs> so, Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. And then we got a tweet from Caroline who says, who is your favorite character on BoJack Horseman and why is it Judah? Back me up on this oh, BoJack Horse pod. We do love Judah. We're part of the Judah fan club. Oh. Yeah, no, I think we're famously very into Judah. I don't know if I'd go so far as saying Judah is my favorite person on BoJack, especially at the part that we're at in the series. But like, he is up there for me. I really like Judah yeah. as a character. We love a competent man. <laughs> and there's, no, we don't know many of them. Uh, on the forum alex wrote in and said so good to see todd successfully setting his boundaries with bojack at the end i agree with that very much seeing todd at the asexual meeting made me tear up i was literally like crying emoji being bisexual myself it's amazing to see representation of any identity within the queer community and it helps that they do it in a funny and tasteful way we love that yeah i think so far everything we've seen has been like a really good handling of Todd's asexuality I mean like Bojack again he he was mostly okay but he wasn't great yeah but he's Bojack like what do we expect I think he does way better than you would expect (laughs) like he and I think like we've talked about it a little bit but I think it was when Sam was on we talked about how it's rare for a show to delve into asexuality specifically like I think that it's it's something we don't see a lot so it's nice to see that they're doing this kind of representation but they're also handling it delicately and fairly gracefully They're not making it a punchline. Yeah, no, they're doing a good job with it. So that is the end of our feedback. Yeah, did Bo- Bojack didn't do anything terrible this episode, did he? I don't no, think so. He was drunk at home. What's <laughs> what's so terrible? Yeah, I think we're fine. <laughs> Last week, we didn't discuss, was getting the house fixed only to 
tear it down a bad thing that Bojack did. So, like, he used up a lot of his neighbor's time and energy. Yeah, so, I mean, I wouldn't have said so. I would have said, like, when he's very forthcoming of it being like, yeah, I guess it was just a huge waste of time. Like, I think that's probably where I would have come down on it. But I did read a Reddit thing last week that was like, this might be the worst thing he's ever done because, like, this man, his next door neighbor has, like, was helping him out and, like, I don't know, he has, like, a history of people leaving him, et cetera, et cetera, and then Bojack just makes it worse. Also abandons him. I mean, I, don't know. I think after the fight they had, he probably wanted Bojack to leave. I think so, yeah. And Bojack makes a fair point. He's like, you almost killed me. Like, that's where most people decide to call a friendship quits. Yeah, which, like, that's fine. It's not. I'm not even talking about the friend breakup. But I think using all of his time and energy to help, and, like, probably money to, like, fix the house and then tearing it down, I think it's in contention. But, yeah, so if people want to be part of the conversation you can tweet us at bojack horsepod you can email us bojack horsepod at gmail.com you can fill in our google form you can leave us a five star review we're begging you literally please just leave us five star reviews come on oh the other thing too on twitter this week is because i had in the last one i was like oh i was listening to like early episodes of a podcast and they were starting the patreon and i was like what you can do this someone was like you should start a patreon like i'd love to give you money you could just record like what you talk about pre-show as a perk I think now that I've heard like, that vegetable conversation, that maybe this person wants I, to reconsider. Yeah, I think that they'll probably want to recant their statement after <laughs> they hear this podcast. <laughs> oh, God. But yes, if you want to hear more from Lindsay, you can hear on The Simpsons Then and Now, where they talk about an old and a new episode of The Simpsons. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. You can also hear me talking about Riverdale every week on Kowski Cast. That's cow with a K. When this comes out, Riverdale season five will be over, thank God. And I'll get a month (laughs) off before season six. So that's great. But we will be back next week to talk about season four, episode four of Bojack Horseman. Commence fracking though until next time bye